Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The Yankees fend off the Guardians. They advance to the ALCS against the Astros. We're going to recap game five and preview the ALCS. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Dragon Baseball. Brought to you by SeatGeek. Code JOMBOY Playoffs gets you 10% off any ticket. They're doing everything with us this postseason. My name is Jimmy. We got Jake here, Trev, BBD. We are going to recap Game 5, Yankees-Guardians. And then, preview, ALCS. Jake, let's burn Woo! the game. See you in a minute, Trev. Soft. <laughs> Win or go home in the boogie down Bronx. Are you the one they call Cortez? Nestor Cortez on short rest. Going against Aaron. Hoping to not be a run. Siv Ali for the Guardians getting the controversial start. And Trev, bottom one. Hit the music. Giancarlo. Let the rhythm take you over, Giancarlo. Tequiero. Three run homers. It's three nothing. And if you're judging Savali, so is the big fella. Aaron Judge, he goes yard off of henches. He henches and benches. It's four nothing. Yankees in the third. The Cleveland Bloops. We've got contact on the field. It was Ramirez. One run scores, but Nestor works out of it. And he did all day. Five innings pitch, one earned run to the Yankee bullpen. They get the insurance RBI from Riz. But Johnny, Clay, and Wandy, the greasers in the back of the Yankees bullpen, shut them down. Yankees win 5-1. to one. They're dancing in the streets. And then they're getting on a plane to H-Town, Funky Town, Bay City, Ray City, City where the top drops, City where Kelsey's from. Yankees win 5-1 final. Wow, what a burn. What a burn, Jake. 100 miles per hour, 24,000 spin rate, 17 inches of vertical break, zero Ooh. inches of horizontal break. Four-seam fastball, Garrett Cole. Brought to you by Rap Soto. They tell you all those numbers. We wanted to get one for the warehouse, but I, they don't pick up blitz balls, Trev, so we're shit out of luck, which is a bummer. Rap Soto, make it so it picks up blitz balls. Yes. If you are a high school player, if you're a high school coach, if you're a college coach, if you have youth academies of camps and you want to get a rap soto because you want to train your players or yourself to be the best that you can be, rap soto is where you need to go. Trusted and used by all 30 MLB teams and over 350 MLB players, used by over 1,200 colleges, facilities, 175,000 players, and 7,000 coaches. It's pitching. Smart pitching 2.0 helps with pitch design analysis like never before. I really want this for the warehouse. I think it'd be so fun. Um, we'll wait until they have the blitz ball version. Go to rapsoto.com slash John boy. Click the link in the description for a special discount up to $1,000 off the hitting and pitching 2.0 unit. So yes, you know, when I coached youth baseball, I would have got this would have been just fun to have thousand dollars off up to this already. Rapsoto.com slash John Boy to receive a special discount. 
Yankees win game five, Trev. Jake and I have talked a lot about this already. Um, so I'm interested to hear where, what you got on it. I feel like a lot of this is going to come off as hindsight, right? Mm. But even before this game, we talked about the starting pitching decisions. Uh, Booney, I don't know if it was him or Nestor running into his office and saying, like, I'm pitching, but they decided to go Nestor on short rest. I don't think he had done it since he was in the minor leagues or something like that. As a, and on the other as a starter. Yeah, as a starter. On the other side, you have Cleveland and you have a guy named Shane Bieber who, um, you know, from the get-go, they said they were not going to use. So you're going with Savali there. The one thing that I have a problem with, I don't care that they made that decision, but if you're going to say that Bieber is available out of the pen in an emergency, guess what game five of the ALDS is? It's kind of an emergency. That's the way I think about it. Um, but I respect Tito's decision. Like I get he's, it's admirable. He's trying to keep Bieber healthy. Do I think the game changes if Bieber starts? I think it does. I mean, the one thing we said was you can't have Savali get out there and give up a lead early in the game because that is exactly what each team is trying to do, get out in front and then you know ride it the rest of the way. Savali ends up giving the three-run jack. Giancarlo, beautiful swing. That was probably his hitting coach, Luke Ponzatella. He, he went fishing, right? Luca Ponzatanzi. Whatever that is, same thing. My cousin. Um, but that ended up being it. Like I, I, I keep going back to the Cleveland pitching side. Like, could you have started Henches to Stefan to Karen Chak to Class A? Like, if you're gonna go bullpen game and they have such a short leash, then why don't you just go like your best guys? Yeah, I like, think that's the Yankee the... side. Nestor is a they thought was going to be like their best option to start, so that's why they went with him. If you're I think you just put your best four or five guys out there. And I don't know if Savali at the time is is that. Yeah, that's where it, it's getting muddied up a little for some. Like, I don't think it's Savali or Bieber, right? Like, even if you're not pitching Bieber, you still don't need to squeeze the one or two that you were hoping out of Savali. You have better arms. You like Morgan, probably better option than, than him because he hadn't pitched in the series yet. Now it's an elimination game and he's starting and getting those guys. Rizzo has owned him. And then Stan and Judge, and he gets Judge out. But, yeah, I mean, I, you know, Jake and I were saying the, the Yankees' formula is if Savali's pitching for one inning, you need to get runs Can't go that jump inning. And I asked for a two-run home run in the first. That was like my, like, this is what we need. And they got a three-run homer. So Yankees really took advantage because, you know, if Savali squeaks out a clean inning, and I think that's what they were hoping for, then it's like, oh, shit. And, and look, it. if this game ends up going extras and like you're worried about like not having enough pitching, then you can throw Savali then. Bieber, if then. he's going to be like a guy that you're trying to get a couple innings out of, like, well, like you, he's still going to be that in your emergency. I don't know. It's again, this is all like Monday morning quarterback type. Not type really, stuff because if no, yeah, it's not. This, we talked about we talked about before the series too. This was the whole years. conversation before the game, and that's where I, I mean, I'm, I'll, you know, baby Mad Dog Russo a little bit. If I'm Bieber, man, I, I know we're dealing with Francona, one of the most respected guys in, in the game, but, I mean, I, I'm not saying he doesn't have that dog in him, but wouldn't you want the pill? Like, your season's now over, and, and you didn't pitch. And I, I know it's the future of baseball, and we're worried about how, Like, he threw 200 innings this regular season. Like, Bieber uh, it registers as one of the bigger horses in baseball currently. Um, that I don't know. It... 
if you have the two mindsets, if Terry Francona says, hey, we're not doing opener BS, I want a starting pitcher to start the game, so I don't look at it. Because say they started Henches, and he gives up two home runs, you'd say, well, Henches never started. He, he used a bullpen guy. So if you're going to go with the starting pitcher mentality, it's got to be Bieber. Um, or if you're going to go the other way, then it's probably Stefan who was dominant again for a little bit, and he came up as a starter like recently. So at, at least he can tap into that. But, I mean, throwing Savali out there, you, I, I know you said Monday morning quarterback because we're recording after and it feels that way, and if he survived two innings, but the whole conversation for two days leading into this game was like, they're not going to start Savali, right? Uh, and I feel rude because he's a CT guy. You know, I love Connecticut. But uh, a, a lot of Guardians fans said, like, that's he was essentially the last pitcher on the roster. And in a do or die game, that's how you're going to go down. It, it's got, it's a, it has to be a brutal feeling. Because he's Francona and he has a lot of built up trust and legacy, and he does. And I'm not countering this, he deserves it. If this was a rookie manager or Aaron Boone or some manager that doesn't have this um, wall and shield of respect, I mean, the replay situation shot themselves in the foot terribly as well. They get two replays just blatantly wrong in game four. And I don't know. I've tried to find quotes. I haven't seen any. I don't know if it's in, but they get two wrong game four. And Jake and I and Jake said on the show, like, be on the lookout in game five if there's a replay and they don't challenge it because they're scared because they lost their challenges last time. And I mean, clear as day, safe at first, and they don't challenge it. And that gets Nestor out of the inning, which sets him back on to have like, you know, another quick inning. And I think anyone else would be getting absolutely killed over this. And I haven't seen much to do about it. Yeah, that's it's baffling. I'm not really sure because it was like it wasn't like a bang bang play and and maybe the call on the field stands whatever whatever. Like this was clearly he was safe and the way like the Guardians have kind of scored runs even in the comeback there uh like they have been able to string together hits and you can string together hits against Nestor. Like you like at least at least you know start chipping away. It's 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 crazy to me that didn't happen. So yeah, I I agree with you. It, Tito does have a ton of just runway with with people and he deserves it because he's been around. He's a, he is a very good manager, uh, but two kind of decisions that obviously we're looking back on right now and, and talking about it, like the clubhouse dynamic with the Bieber and Savali thing. I think there's something to be said about that. Like Bieber has to go like low key into t- uh, Tito's office and be like, give me the ball. And then well, there's maybe, a discussion. He's, maybe he's but dealing with something. Who knows? I don't mean, we have no Yeah, idea. exactly. We don't know everything. And like, you don't want to be so vocal about it. Um, you know, in the press and stuff, if you're Bieber, because look, this guy's your rotation mate and you have trust in him and you've gotten there with him. He didn't have a great year, but like you can't be blowing dudes up like that. So it's it sucks that we're looking back at a game five and being like, man, like there was a couple questionable decisions here. Yeah, but on the Yankee side, Nestor shut him down. I mean, their one run came when two out, two fielders ran into each other. A ball dropped, and then Nestor had a four. Nestor had a four pitch walk after the lengthy delay, uh, and that was it. Those were the. I mean, that four pitch walk after the delay is the only real blemish. After because then he gets a, a fly ball from Jose Ramirez. It ends up being a sack fly, and then he gets another fly ball from um, who's up. Oscar was up after him then. Yeah, and and that's it. But otherwise, and then Nestor shut down eight in a row. So I mean, he was 
awesome. That uh, that bases loaded situation, man. Well, first of all, like, do you guys just need to put like a permanent outfielder in like short left field? Like, just put some. Cool there. if they played in against the Guardians. It would have been like cool if after game two, when everyone was saying, and I was saying, hey, how about we play in? They decided to play in. They didn't put one ball over a left fielder's head all series. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. I feel bad for Hicks and the, oh, that whole I feel, the whole yeah. yeah. Um. But great pitches by Nestor in that situation. Obviously, that's the Guardians' chance to get back in the game. You have, you know, probably your two best hitters going. Obviously, Ramirez is one of them, but he was just getting in there. They were not getting those hands through, Jakey mm-hmm. boy. Like he throws 95, so he dials it up a little bit to Ramirez. So he gets he jams him there. And then I think he cut the one in on Gonzalez. Maybe I'm remembering them backwards, but either way, like he was just he was owning the inside part of the plate. And that's what you have to do. If you're a lefty like him, like he, and that's what he does. But two pitches there, like if he misses his spot, like just a little bit over the plate, those are those could be home runs and grand slams. We're talking about a tie game, but he doesn't miss the spot. He gets in there. And the damage was uh not done. Bullpen ended up being really strong for the Yankees this series. Uh Luisa Holmes and Peralta, their A bullpen. Um, Wandy Peralta, I mean, becoming a person of folklore, pitched in all five ALDS yeah. games. The first person to do that got a little help with with some rains and some horrible scheduling. Uh, but yeah, the the Yankees pitching came to came to show. I mean, they put up they put up a one spot, and if the Yankees defense or one play even goes differently, I think it's a zero uh, in a do or die game at the stadium. I think for a four o'clock after a rain out, the the stadium got to a good spot uh, crowd wise. I, I think you know having the lead in that first inning, which brings us back to Stanton and the offense, uh, and Judge following it up in the second inning. Stanton and Judge, the two big boys, three run homer, uh, which you know basically I don't want to say ended it because you're you know one good swing from Jose Ramirez, and you're right. Um, but yeah, the the Yankees dominated this game um, in a business like fashion, and you can't. I mean, you just end up harping like we do in every playoff game. Early runs, which ties into the whole Savali and Nestor, Savali, Savali and Nestor thing. Um, and then yeah, the Yankees. Uh, I mean, Yankees back against the walls uh, for two games. They had the lead in both games. They scored in the first inning, and they kept the lead the whole time. They were up 3 nothing in the second inning after each game, um, and they held lead the whole time. So that's uh, when they had to, they tapped into it, and they deserve credit for that. And we have a stat here. When the Guardians slash Indians backs against the wall recently, Sheesh. it's been pretty ugly. They have now mm. lost their last 11 elimination games. They got to start playing Jewel. Yeah. Man, from 97 to 2022, every elimination game they've lost, they've never won one. Like the Yankees just won one to get to game four, to get to game five. That's a wild stat. That's not a good stat. No. What did you guys think of the whole Naylor situation? I was fun. I, I mean, that's like, uh, to me, I don't even... I'm sure some Yankee fans were doing it with a lot of like venom and being assholes about it. But to me, that that stuff is fun. That is that's like it, it to me, it felt especially with his comments afterward, felt more Jesse Winker in the Mets than like hatred 
Um, and and Glaber doing it back after the win, whatever. I mean, I that's all fun. It's, I uh, loved it. Yeah, shoot. yeah. Go ahead, Jake. I mean, well, Naylor, it's it's what we talk about whenever this comes up, Trev. You say do it. If you do it, make sure you keep doing it. Or if you don't do it, don't do it. Uh, Naylor had done this a few times. Like if it was his first time and he busted out against Garrett Cole, and we were all like, "Whoa, <laughs> what's up, guy?" But no, Naylor's been crazy all year. He's busted this out, and yeah, you know he he knew what was coming when he hit a line drive to short. Which again, if uh, Perfect positioning there by by the Yankees infield. Uh, you know, he put on that big Cheshire Cat smile and knew what he was about to get. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's where the fun is supposed to kick in with sports and the Yankees wags are doing it. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's not even egg on your face for Naylor because it's, it's not like he had a quote that was like, we already won this series. He's like, no, I hit a homer off Cole. He's my, he's my son. He's my son. And that's how I operate now. Uh, and I mean, oh. I I got to send it to Trev. I, I sent it to a couple people this morning, but the the clip of Garrett Cole with the the Bud, the Budweiser bottle. Oh, I saw that. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I want to touch briefly on the Naylor thing. Then I do want to talk about the celebration. It was going to be a great outcome either way. Like if Naylor takes that game over and hits like a bomb and like they win the game, then he is going to be baby rocking all <laughs> over the stadium in oh front of God. everyone. And we're going to be like, damn, that dude is living right now. But ends up Yankees win, Glaber. And, and clearly they had talked about this. And this was something in the clubhouse because there was another like Cabrera thing where he was mouthing like, you're my son, possibly. Maybe. And then for Glaber to have the wherewithal to do that he obviously thought about it before, oh yeah but i loved it and i love that naylor was okay with it afterwards he said that was a dream come true for me to play in, a, in like a situation like that so you have to be uh yeah naylor seems like the most unaware self-aware person ever like it seems like he knows he blacks out after big plays and he just has to eat it so is he on like, pete alonzo's tier for you like that kind of no, he's like he's like um he's like Vado's little brother who grew up with Vado as his like uh confidence. They're like the crazy Canadians. Okay. Baseball. A little Gronk before Gronk got realized he was Gronk. He's a light switch. You ever hear his interviews? He's like the most humble, quiet yeah, spoken no, no, person ever. And I think I think he knows to balance out what he does in between the lines. He's got to be, you know, all the way here in his interviews. I don't know. I like it. I, I really enjoyed Naylor. I, I, the guardians are a pesky team. It's, it's a really tough way. You need uh, J Ram or Oscar or someone to start hitting home runs for you. You need one bopper in there. Franman was around to, to hit homers because again, the Yankees out homered him and, and won. And it's hard to string so many hits together unless the Yankees are letting balls drop. That shouldn't be dropped. But Quan is a motherfucker. God, I'm Great. glad I don't got to see him anymore. Now I just got to see. Yeah, <laughs> see the Astros. Do you think they're kicking themselves, Houston? Or, excuse me, the Guardians front office for not maybe thinking this could happen and and like going and possibly getting a bat. They pop the front office pop champagne. Said we spent thirty million dollars and just went to this to the yeah, but they could have they could have spent. $35 million. Dude, they made back their payroll the- with those two games or those those four home games in the postseason probably made them back their payroll. 
if if they knew where they were going to end up, I think you'd have a potential better righty platoon option for Naylor because he was he was a lot. Yeah. He he was uh you know versus lefties uh, this year and in the playoffs it was it was a tough matchup for them. Um, and then the other thing in it not a shots fired. It, Guy's a kid, and he had the sexiest hair I've seen this playoff. Uh, Gabriel Arias was playing first base for them. I, I think a veteran bat in that spot would have changed the whole lineup. Because um, credit, yeah. at Hedges and Straw, I was talking some, some junk early on in the series because those two players are out there for defense. They had fine at-bats, uh, and, and they, you know, Hedges ends up having a really nice series. Um, that, yeah, if... If Arius and Naylor had a platoon option, I, I think that would have been game changing. Um, but can't know that. And I Hedges think- had a four seventeen on base percentage. The the other numbers aren't there, but when you're batting in the bottom of that lineup, all you're supposed to do is pass the baton. And he he ate pitches and passed the baton. So he had a really good series. He was he was frustrating as well. Uh, October um, could have been great, you know. No, they don't really need him. But maybe yeah. like a Mancini or something could have worked out for them. Yeah. yeah. They're probably the front office is probably still very happy with this. Season. They're happy 100%. Yeah. And they should be. All right. Young team. And the Yankees move on now to face Houston. No off day. Just get on the plane, do your champagne celebration, get to Houston, play the Astros game one. Verlander's waiting. Hmm. Uh, nine innings and then nine innings brought to you by MO nine innings. Jake's Whoa. favorite phone game. You want, you like baseball. You like using your phone. Why don't you combine the two? They got a wide variety of game modes from league mode. Users play through a, through a season. Jake, you like league mode or do you like head to head? You like league. Mode, I'm a league probably, mode right? guy. You know, me, yeah. Jim. Yeah. Uh, they got over 2,000 player cards, the most up-to-date rosters, team logos, full 3D modeling is implemented. They got historic players on the roster. Have some fun. The league mode guy, but just challenge him head-to-head, nonstop. Ball up, his, ball up his MLB 9 Innings notifications. Download and play MLB 9 Innings 22 today with the link in the description. Don't let the thrill of baseball end when you're about when you are up and about. Download and play MLB 9 Innings 22. Uh, the link is in the description. Houston sweeps Seattle three close games. Houston didn't have a lead in the sixth inning of any of the three games, but end up beating them. Yankees go to game five against the guardians. A lot. I think, I think guardian, I think Astros are the huge favorite here, Trev, right? I think so. Just because of the way the pitching's lining up, I'm trying to piece together everything. There's some, I guess, decisions on when goal, when Cole will go. Because he can either pitch on one day short rest and then be able to come back, I think, for game six, or you have him for game three and seven, I guess. I think they're going to go three and seven. So, yeah, I mean, because the Astros get to line up the pitching, I think there's an advantage there. But then again, how many days off have the Astros had? Four? They last played on Saturday. They last played on Saturday, so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Maybe the offense comes out flat, dude. I mean, they didn't really come out that flat. They scored right away. I believe. No, they didn't. They came out oh, flat against didn't. the Mariners. Yeah, Alvarez won it in the ninth. Bregman hit a homer. So the there's there's that you Alvarez can look night. at in, in this in this uh, series. Maybe they found a better plan in between uh, on this time when they had time off to get the offense to you know 
stay on time and, and whatnot. But uh, I think you probably have to look at, yes, the Astros as the favorite in this series. Although, man, what these playoffs have told us is it's kind of about certain guys stepping up in the bottom of the lineup, your guys in front hitting homers. Both these teams can do that. Uh, the Astros have been a better team since the second half of the year. You know, the Yankees got off to their incredible start. Um, and then things kind of fall apart. Oh, Joe's McFly just showed up in the office, probably hung over some of the worst tweets I've ever seen last night. Um, the Yankees are going to have to steal one or two games. Uh, I'll say something kind of even more Jakey Douchey about the last series. Like, the Guardians, in hindsight, like, they took that extra innings game where Tyone came in and the Yankees' defense and the bloop festival happened, and then they got walked off when they put up a guy in a closing situation that's never really been in a true closing situation. So, it, you know, looking back at it that way, the Yankees, you know, had a chance to really easily kind of win all five of those games. They ended up in a dogfight with their season on the line because uh, the Guardians got two of them. And the Yankees are going to have to get to, whether it's Presley at the end, who they've had success against. Um, you know, this opening game in Houston, I mean, I... I use Jake Brain. I, I like to put logic and the nerds aside when I can. Uh, the Yankees are going to be running hot. Like you said, Houston hasn't played in a few days. The Yankees are coming off a of plane. The boys partied a little bit last night. They had a good time. Just a little bit. And they, they didn't even have the time to think about, really, we're going to play the big bad wolf. Um, like, no, they're showing up in Houston. They're going to the field, and it, it's going to be time to play ball. That Yeah, if you can put a couple up there, if Tyone can give you an effort, you didn't really burn the bullpen in a do-or-die game like you kind of thought you were going to. If you could steal that first game in Houston, uh, that that would feel all-important and we're going to seven. Like, I would, I would just let that out there instantly. You know, if we end up talking on this show in a couple days and we're like, yeah, you know, the Yankees had to come straight from New York – they played in Houston, and they got beat in those first two games, and you're playing game three at the stadium. Basically, season on the line, right? Down 2-0. I think the Yankees can win that game and come back in the series because their pitching will actually be lined up pretty well there. It'll be Cole, uh, then Nestor for the first two games at the stadium. Uh, but down 2-0 to Houston, uh, that's, that's a fool's errand. That's a fool's errand. Yeah, you said like you don't have time to think about going and in, in, into the Wolves' den, but you still got to go in the Wolves' den, bro. You still have freaking Verlander, Framber, and McCullers Jr. lined up. Not to mention probably Javier for four. So like this, there's not like a massive drop off too in this pitching staff. You're going to get those three guys, top three guys, twice, and you're going to get Javier in between plus that bullpen. So there's just no letting up here. Um, and then you have to try to you know contain that offense which is no uh, easy task. So this is going to be a very, very difficult series for the Yankees. And in fact, I'm looking at a stat here. The last three times they face each other, what, 2015 wild card game, Astros win. 17, LCS, we don't have to talk about that one. But they send them home in 2019 also. Five and two against them this year. So this has been all Astros. Yeah, I mean, the 17, seven, seven, we'll 17 win. 17 went game seven and there was some shit going on 19 still some stuff going on and it went game six, but the Yankees uh, had no pitching staff and, or they did, but 19 no one was the Homer Altuve off of 
yeah, yeah the game six homer. Um, but uh, but that being said, yeah, I know that I know all that stuff matters. There's two Yankees that were on the 17 team that are on this team, uh, Judge and Severino. I'm just stating so, facts. I'm just throwing I know, I, I know, I know, but no, but everyone's gonna there. everyone's gonna do that, and it, it is it is part of the storyline. It's just like because you guys do it about Minnesota, bro. So like, let me throw it at you a little mm. bit. No, it's a big bugaboo. I'm agreeing. I'm just saying, like, they didn't, whatever. They didn't clobber them those games. They were like really tight series. The Astros came away victor, yeah. uh, and I do think that the Astros are the better team right now. Yankees have no left fielder. That's a tough place to be. Hicks out. They have. They don't have a left. No, like, no that means that ICAF is your shortstop again. That's what that means. Not today, not in Houston, but I think in uh, Yankee Stadium it might. I I so think let Stan, Stan play the small left field there. Stan or Carpenter is my guess for games in Houston with Oswaldo at um, shortstop, okay. which I like. I see that. But at Yankee Stadium, yeah, it, it, we'll see when the roster comes out. It might be Oswaldo back in left and IKF at shortstop again. You know what, though? ICAF is the perfect person to be able to do that, dude. You guys like mentally and like uh, like the kind of person he is. He's like, I'll play whenever you need me to play, and he'll really mean it. And I think that like has to sure. But he got bent. He got benched for having the yips and big moments. It might scare you, but it's not going to scare him. Is all I'm saying. And more importantly, if he but Trev, he got benched because he gets scared in big moments. If well, he made some he made some errors. Doesn't mean he's scared. Well, they say, yeah, he presses all of his errors come late in close games or when Cole starts. He, we will see what happens. There's a couple wild cards for this Yankee roster. They're going to have Ron Marinaccio coming back, who's supposed to be a weapon out of their bullpen. Uh, Montas may be back. Uh, DJ LeMayhew may be back. Peraza, the prospect shortstop, may be on the roster. So we're very excited to see when the roster drops. We're going to be doing a pregame show on Talking Yanks. Come check that out. Um, but, yeah, it's going to – the shortstop left field discussion for the Yankees will continue. Um, it, it being in Houston in one of the smaller left fields, uh, that is a plus for the Yanks. If this was another spacious uh, – if they were playing in Coors, uh, the Yankees would have some some serious roster problems and discussions. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, it's Trav, you've been talking in this whole playoffs about the Bapa Bapa playoff series. Uh, I'm now excited to see the turn of, you know, Harrison Bader hit three yackers and was one of the scarier dudes on the, on the field. Jimmy mentioned Altuve from the last Astros series. He put up an O for right. Um, I'm interested to see who stays hot. Uh, whose series are going to absolutely flip? Because, <laughs> like Jim said, if I had to bet 20 bucks at, at the DK Lounge, I would bet on Altuve having a great series because that's how it often works. So I, I'm super interested to see the flow. And, like, Wandy Peralta became a problem for the Guardians. Whenever he came out, he was the bad man. Who are going to be the bad men both ways and who's going to have each other's team licking their chops in a, you know, it, seven games compared to five feels like a breath of fresh air, but still, those storylines are going to continue. And it is funny. You look at the Astros, and Altuve gets no hits, but no one has – not a lot of the Astros players have great stats because they went 17 innings yeah. scoreless in the game three, yeah. which really hurts a lot of the batting averages. I mean, Jordan's got a one-dot OPS. 
Uh, Bregman had a good series. Yuli had a good series. Uh, Pena's numbers aren't great, but I know that he did like very, very clutch things for them by getting yes. on in front of the big, the big, um, yeah. really good Alvarez events. homers. He got on the, the Bregman homer that he hit was with two outs and Pena gets on and then they walk Alvarez and then Bregman hits the homer. So that's Pena starting that. So he Pena bite might be my Quan factor. We're like, I'm not scared that you're going to beat me right now, but I'm scared that you're going to like, you're the invitation, you know, like, Hey, you're just a heads up. You're about to get beat if if you let me on or I get on. So I'm a little worried about Pena. And and Altuve needs to get a hit in his first or second at bat. Otherwise, I think, you know, hopefully it starts creeping in, especially with the Yankees' fourth starter, a guy that wasn't didn't even make a start in the in the DS on the bump in Tyone. This is how I thought the pitching was gonna line up in these wild card after the wild card round in the divisional series. It really didn't end up that way like there was enough off days where people could kind of figure out their pitching but this what you guys have set up the yankees i'm talking about now as the starters i mean this is probably like the least favorable you could end up having and i think that's important in this series i mean it's you guys for sure unless and four and that's only the only time he's going to get the pitch unless he comes in on a short rest in game seven or something like that in relief. Like it's kind of yeah. daunting. The spin zone as Yankee fans who, who understand that we are in the short end is that if you steal one of the Tyone and Seve <laughs> games and you have the lead and you come back and now you have Cole, you know, but you got him versus McCullers Jr. It's not like you know, split on the road, but then you got a five game series with home field advantage, and now you're lined up perfectly for the five game set. But you have to win two in, in Houston, and they've only won one playoff game in Houston ever. So really, I thought there was that one series where each team won all the home games. Well, yeah. So Houston won in Houston. Or no, all the road team. I don't know what that I was. That was the say. World Series against the Nats. Oh yeah, they had right. all the road wins. Yeah, you guys went in that one. Not involved. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you guys got? Uh, I mean, is are we doing that now? What's that? Sure I know who you guys are going to pick. I mean, I'm not going to not pick the Yankees, but I, 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 if I was making the Vegas odds, I wouldn't. What are they? Let's go check that out. Astros are a scary team. They're really good. Their their bullpen can scare themselves, uh, and the Yankees have gotten to it. So I like that. But man, they no hit the Yankees. Their starting pitching is is really good. Uh, Verlander just got rocked. So I'm hoping that Mariners. You know, is anyone on Mariners friends with any Yankees? Can they go like, mm. hey, this is how we rocked them the two times we rocked them this year, and just like. Give him a heads up. That'd be cool. Give me game three at the stadium. McCullers Jr. versus Cole. I mean, that's that's what I want. That's what I want. Take one in Houston, and I think the Yanks can do it. If you don't take one of the first two, I've, that's too big of a hill. They're too good. Their pitching's deeper. You, you can't do that. You got to get one of the first two in Houston. And I don't know. I, are we going to be spitting excuses in a couple days? I hope not. Well, not an excuse. I don't trust the Yankees' decision-making. So I trust the talent 
I really wanted Benny back. I really, I, I would have felt much better about this series if Ben Intendi was back. But the fact that we don't know who's going to play left field at Yankee Stadium is kind of wild. Minus 185 for the Astros on the series, plus 150 for the Yankees. If Judge and Stanton ride this momentum and start hitting some homers, then we really, really got a series here. You guys have watched more Judge of Bats than I have this year. He takes the homer, or not the homer, he takes the off-speed pitch, you know, kind of center, right center there. That's where he needs to live. Like, is does that lock him in that quickly? Because they pretty much handled him in this series, the Guardians. Yeah, he had the homer. Now. Um, no, I don't think he's locked in now. I it, his his hits came on curveballs that I think he was sitting on curveballs. So they threw him a lot of curveballs. Judges judges at his best when he's hitting the slider, uh, the fastball in, and he's reacting yes. and, and and swinging to those. So the two hits in game five there were really nice, but they were very. It looked like to me. Sitting curve, get a curve, hit the curve, which yeah. is great to do when you're slumping to just choose a pitch and 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 hammer it. But judge is at his best when he is, uh, you know, throw me something inside slider fastball. I don't give a shit. I'll hit it. And and he's going to get sliders and fastballs from Verlander this game. So Verlander's got really good numbers against judge. So we'll see. How about this take? Judge and Stanton are my X factors. Mm. That's good. If they get going and they hit homers, we you, you see what three run homers do. You got a pen. Three run homers win you down? series. Homers win you series. Stan Stan's a beast. I mean, he's got ten homers last like fifteen games or something like that. I mean, his so, overall numbers. I don't know what they are. So but you said Stanton it, Judge. <laughs> Mark that down, everybody. Just really beautiful insight for me there. But it's true, <laughs> dude. Let if these guys get on a tear. They can carry a series. One of them can carry a series, let alone two of them. Now we saw homers in game five. They're not the Stanton's not the most consistent dude, but he can catch fire. Judge has been consistent, but he Stanton's hit a little lull. A bad motherfucker, dude. Have you seen what he's been doing, Trev? I'm gonna make a breakdown on it because I love it so much. Have you seen what Stanton's been doing in the box? Yeah, I've watched. What do you mean? Okay, so he has been getting in the box. The pitcher's ready to hit. He steps in. He gets ready. He goes, time, time. Lou says time. And then he says, thanks. Just resets up. Doesn't okay. do anything. Doesn't step out of the box. He just wants the pitcher to be the second one to the at-bat, to the pitch, you know? It's my, it's my at-bat. My at-bat. You have to pitch to me. I'm not waiting for you to pitch, you know? Or you're, or, you know, And then he's homered twice. But it's cracking me up. Time, time doesn't adjust a thing. Just makes the pitcher step off and step back on the plate. It's cracking me up. No offense. It's one of the sillier looking swings in baseball. Ever. Like it Ever. is something else, but it works. This guy's a dude's chopping trees. He's probably gonna hit 500 home runs. You heard it here first. Mark that down. Oh, that's the chance for the Yankees, though. It really is. I'm sorry, dude. These guys have to go on a tear. I mean, I I think that. It's more than that. I, I mean, Judge and Stan can hit homers. They can still lose this series. You, you need to get, you need like what Pena was doing. Like you need, Alvarez couldn't have won the games for them if it, they were solo shots. You need Glaber on base. You need Rizzo 100%. on base. You need three run homers, but these yeah. guys are the ones that are going to have to hit them. 
I'm taking the Astros in this series. I think they're just. I think they're just too good right now. Listen, I'd be surprised if a lot of third-party fans don't take the Astros. I think they're the favorite. Yeah. I hope the Yankees muster up a win in the first two games and then have some fun at home. 500 homer potential Hall of Fame Stanton. Okay. All right. Any last thoughts, Jake? This is good. Uh, would really love to see the shortstop kid Peraza on the roster. I can't believe it until I see it because that would throw a little wrinkle in this and we could have, we'd have a lot of fun young players that could be starting the next part of Houston, New York on the field. Um, but yeah, man, let's see. And dude, when you look at fan graphs and you look at Houston and their starting pitching stats and their relief pitching stats. They are a better team. The Yankees would have to steal one, if not two, games in this series to give themselves a chance. I hope they do. Because I'm a Yankees fan. Bah, wooga, wooga, wooga. Al- You're so fucking Alex biased, Bregman, dude. baby. Let's go. Wooga, wooga, wooga. All right, thank you guys for listening. We'll have another video coming out, or if you listen to the podcast app, just stay right here as we move on to recap game one of the NLCS Padres versus Phillies. Jake, mm. you got a burn for us, mm. my dude? Let's do it. Uh. It was wheels up for the Phillies as Zach and the boys took down the Braves and headed out to San Diego. Took the 5, the 405 down. PB or OB, Trev, shut up. Versus you, Darvish. For the fathers, as one of these teams is going to the World Series. Zeros on the board until the fourth. Bryce, Bryce, baby. Hopper! Philadelphia legend Bryce Harper goes Oppo Taco. Looks like he missed it and it left the yard. It's one nothing. Fills and in the sixth, it's a Schwar bomb. My goodness. 488 wrong 588 2 nothing Phillies and it would stay that way Zach Wheeler your FIP king maybe we need to talk about him more 7 innings pitched 1 hit 1 walk 8 Ks they take him out at 83 pitches oh boy Sir Anthony Dominguez and Alvarado they get it done on the back end a little scary in the ninth. Phillies take game one, two, nothing, final. Ooh, baby. A lot of manly men in this matchup. Mm. A lot of Schwarber home run. That is a high T homer. Wheeler, Darvish having a testosterone, testosterone off on the mound. This one came to play. He's brought to you by Roman. You got to go to Roman and get your... T support testosterone. I always say testosterone is an important part of a man's body and health. So it's important to start supporting it early. Dietary supplements are a way to aid your body's natural functions. If you feel like diet and exercise are not enough, Roman T support is meant to help men maintain their body's natural testosterone production. Roman T support mm. is a proprietary supplement formulated by Roman's in house doctors. You can't find this blend anywhere else. No, you can't. Ashwagandha to support healthy testosterone levels. Magnesium to support muscular health. Vitamin D, a fat soluble. Jake's old nickname. 
vitamin that plays a role in bone health and supports several cellular processes. Bone health was also a nickname for a little bit. Oh, healthy bone, I thought it was. Time. Go to GetRoman.com slash talking today. If you're approved, you'll get $50 off your first order of Roman tea support. That's GetRoman.com slash talking. GetRoman.com slash talking. What a game. Mm. Pitchers dual. The solo homer wins the game. I mean, I mean, Wheeler, the story, Harper, the story, Wheeler's a story. <laughs> Wheeler's a story. It starts with Wheeler. He, um, I, I was streaming, uh, with Kelsey Winger, who was in town. We love ourselves some Kelsey Paxton, uh, ladies night, me and the gals, uh, enjoying the game and man, oh man, you know, Kelsey asked me, Wheeler or Nola, the, the Phillies, you know, one-two punch. And I said it, I was like, Nola's one of my favorite pitchers to pitch when he's right. He feels like a little old school, like he's got the four-pitch mix and he's, he's got some funk and he, you know, relies on an awesome mix of accuracy, deception, and it feels like everything there. Zach Wheeler, man. I, I mean, he's been doing it for three years now in Philly. Um, as dominant as it gets... And, you know, sometimes we go and look at FIP and we're like, what's FIP about? And then we remember the ballpark he pitches in regularly. Citizens Bank is a hitter's park. The defense that's been behind him the last couple years. Uh, you know, if Zach Wheeler had been on the Cardinals the past couple years with their defense, like his ERA might have been in the ones. Uh, his last couple starts, uh, he pitched to clinch their season. He didn't give up a, an earned run. Um the wild card game against St. Louis, 6.1 shutout, and now seven innings, one hit against the Padres. Uh, Atlanta, actually the game they lost, but uh, he looked unhittable. I, I mean, they, they only got one, and uh, he's he is one of the the best in baseball. Like, it's it's not a discussion, but he's we jumped to some sexier pitchers. Even Nola on his staff, My the eye candy gets me a little more, but I, I this guy's the guy. It was an incredible start. I mean, the one hit by Myers, eight um, Ks, took the decision making out of Topper's hands. Like, I'm going to go seven. You know, you're going to go for the eighth and ninth. And I think there was a little bit of discussion when he first came out because he was at 83 pitches and a lot of people on social media who, you know, like everyone just chill out on social media a little bit. Everyone was saying, hey, you can't take this guy out. What are you doing? This is that new school baseball we don't like. But turns out, he was talking about it. The Velo was down. Velo was down. Yeah. It was when the you note, see it was, that, it's time yeah. to make a move. So I think it was a smart <clears> move. <throat> Sir Anthony, my guy, comes in and is absolutely lights out. And then Alvarado, who, what like a turnaround story he's been during the year, gets sent down, figures some things out. I mean, I I know this kid. He's got electric stuff. Um, he looks good. Has the the air there. And I guess while I'm here, let's talk about that play a little bit. Um, such a difficult play. And I think the situation was runner on first base. Uh, who was who was hitting at that time? Who hit that ball? Stott, maybe? I'm going to get it right now. Get it. Get it. Get it. Oh, excuse me. It was a uh, wrong team. Soto. Okay. So you have the shift done. Now your shortstop is kind of playing behind the base at second base, and you hit that ball like a slow roller to the third baseman. 
I think Stott did exactly what he was supposed to do. You get there and you kind of set your feet so you're able to like read the throw. Boehm sees him running to the base and tries to lead him a little bit too far and it just gets away from Stott there. A difficult play, but that's a situation where you just got to think about getting one out. Get that lead runner. Uh, but I know it's difficult to do that when you're like, this is a game-ending double play. Let me go roll this MFR up because Machado's waiting on deck. Uh, so a little bit of sense of urgency there, but that got away. Uh, they end up getting Machado out. So, you know, it's all about the pitching here and those two bombs. You want to talk about that Schwarbo bomb? Because that thing is... That was nuts. I, I thought it was a very interesting tidbit that they said on the Fox broadcast that during uh, Schwarber's BP, he looked really good. And and Topper, I forget which analyst was telling the story, but they said, uh, you know, Topper said, oh, Schwarber feels good. He, oh, Schwarber had the best BP session so far. I'm excited. He looks like he's going to break out. And they asked him, like, what changed? And they said, he's healthy. And they were like, you never know what someone's battling. But they gave that tidbit early in the game, like after like Schwarber's walk that he had the really good BP session and the Phillies coaches said, well, he feels better now or something along those lines that he was, something was nagging him or whatever. They're like, you never know. And then he hits that bomb and I'm like, oh shit, maybe all that's real. Maybe he was, something was getting to him, but I mean, what a homer. And I like Schwarber's quote that he said, uh, he said, uh, I, I would have taken a wall scraper. Like, I don't give a fuck. I just wanted a homer. And you, Darvish, said he's going to fight him now. And they were like laughing. And I completely forgot you, Darvish, was a cub. That just like <laughs> empty in my head. I was like, why are Darvish and Schwarber friends? When did they play together? And I could not figure it out. And then the next sentence in the paragraph was like, old Cubs teammates. And I was like, oh my God, I completely forgot that Darvish was a cub. You, Darvish, has one of the, it, just his pitching in. History feel. I mean, Texas even feels so far away at this point. He was on the Dodgers against Houston. Um, I remember and, that. And the Cubs and the Padres. Uh, hey, we should give you, Darvish, some love because if the Padres put up three early, we'd say, wow, great pitching performance. He got beat by Harper and Schwarber. Uh, that, those are the guys that get you. The Harper ball, if it's a center meter higher on the bat, it's probably a an out and Profar catches it because that was a wall scraper. Schwarber, <laughs> you could have moved that ball a couple different directions and uh, it still would have been out of that John. What's up, Philly? Um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I love Darvish, man, uh, but that's where Wheeler deserves the credit. The Philly stars, when you have enough dudes between Castellanos and Real Mudo and Harper and Schwarbo, if two of those dudes click... Like, we just talked, and if you didn't listen to it, Trev, you had the analytics. You dove deep, and you were saying about Judge and Stanton. Phillies have four or five guys that can have a Stanton, Judge, or any elite player in this league type series. Um, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, and by the way, how about in the ninth? We got rally gooses. We got ru two runners on. If you connect with one ball, you steal a game. Uh, didn't happen. Didn't, didn't happen. happen. You know, the the Schwarber thing had all the elements to him coming back. Like, I always talk about when you're slumping, if you can start to walk, that's a really good sign. So he gets the walk. Then he hits a cutter for a single. And he – what's the ex of Elo on that single? Because it was high as well. It must have been one, – one, one, uh, 111.3. He hit the shit out of that. 
And then I'm sitting there watching the game last night. Teddy's just got out of the shower. He's like, wants to, he like wants to stay up and watch the game. He's supposed to go to bed. I'm like, you know what? Let's just watch the game a little bit, bro. Yeah. Schwarber connects on that ball. And I audibly scream. I was like, holy. That was, you don't see balls hit like that very often. And I said right away, I said, that's, and Olivia's like, what happened? I said, dude, he just smoked the ball. So that's got to be 120. And I was kind of joking. I was like, nah, it's probably like 115 off the bat. And they come back, 119.7, second deck in right field in San Diego. And anyone who could has seen games there, every they all said the same thing. We've never seen ball go up there. Well, did it, it's the farthest hit or the hardest hit ball in the park's history? I think both. It's the hardest. <laughs> I think it's both. Yeah, it's, it's the hardest hit ball that's not Judge or Stanton since they started. Keeping the stats. Um, and 488 is bullshit. Dude, don't tell me that ball was going to go 488. Just the, stop. The only balls you see hit that hard are foul balls. That was the only moment of pause, I think, with a lot of baseball fans because he hit it so hard and his bat got through so quick. You were like, oh, it was well, that's perfect. Maybe he just turned on it too quickly and you're like, oh, my God, no. That's <laughs> that's a part of it. And, dude, how good when you get genuine player reactions, I know the in-interview dugouts, Interview has been talked about a lot and still be talked about if people like it or hate it um, because you don't really get real answers and it's kind of like, what are we doing? Um, but, man, seeing the players' reactions, some of the bullpen guys, some of the dugout guys, Harper uh, gets a yeah. little meme going on because, yeah, man. No, it's a May-May, bro. That's what Harper <laughs> <laughs> That meme, John. Um, when Schwarbo connects – on one like that to see those dudes making those faces and reactions. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he can go back in, in the history of all of his at bats and even further on into his career, he's going to play quite a bit longer. That's going to be his best swing of his career. Not the most impactful, although it was very impactful, but like the best swing you ever have put on the ball. That was Kyle Schwarber's right there. Without a doubt in my mind, the swing was perfect. The pitch was exactly where he needed it to be. And he unleashed on that mm. thing. Have you seen the side angle of it? No, I actually like haven't. Fan, I haven't seen a lot you of like, check that out. It's like yeah. a fan video and you see the ball like the whole way too, which is awesome. It looks like a, like it looks like you took your driver out and just smashed a three thirty yarder like it was oh man well there's a couple hits here uh harper had one bell had one and uh, that will be hits next year and i'm very excited to see what baseball without the shift looks like or what what lengths they go to stop those uh because bell did have that hard line drive that got caught in the shift but i thought he looked awful in his last at bat Tough at bat, yeah. I know yeah, it's a tough a ch- at bat. Chance there, man. I know it's tough at bat, but I thought he looked awful. Like I, I was watching, I'm like, oh my god, who else could have been up? Tough to judge one at bat, but his head was here when his bat was in the zone. Like he, was, it didn't look like he was in sync at, at all. Yeah, yeah, it looked like a robot that you just like hit a swing button and they just go crazy. And for San Diego, you can draw off that. Come back in the ninth. Hey, we we were there. We were close. We were one swing away. We our pitchers did their job. You know, two pitches away, all that stuff. So I don't think San Diego is worrying too much. But the Phillies, man, to be able to go take 
game one in San Diego. I mean, they're showing themselves to be like when we talk about like what wins in the postseason. You know, you'll hear A Rod and Smoltz tell you that it's contact is king, but the numbers say you got to hit homers, and then you know it's about putting up zeros. Like they are, they've found a recipe. Like the bullpen that we thought was going to be a problem it's, might not be a problem if your starter's going seven, because you can you can pare it down to three or four guys that you can trust. They, I feel like they've kind of found that recipe there. Over the long series, we'll see if it can play up like that and continue. Um, but the Phillies kind of have everything you need to be a real, a real deal threat for a World Series championship. Yeah. On the Padres side, they didn't have much going on. I mean, Nola got into one that they had to run down and then Harper or Castellanos had to run it down yeah, in the almost, gap. Oh, yeah. Um, Manny Machado had Manny Machado and Kim both hit shots to near the track dead center, but barrels. But other than that, I mean, Wheeler was Wheeler was breezing and then they go to the bullpen. So I do think Padres will win game two. I don't know why, because it's not that I don't trust Nola. It's more just believing that this is going to be a series and a grind than anything else, because I do like Nola game two more than I like Snell. He had two rough starts against the Phillies this year, uh, but they were early on when he wasn't pitching as well as he's pitching now. So I don't know if he could really draw on that. Also um, broke Harper's hand. So you wonder if uh, he comes up and on him or if he's a little nervous or whatever. That's his buddy who broke it. He broke his hand. Yeah. This, they seem like they would have such a good time hanging out together. So I hope nothing ever breaks. Well, up that Harper spirit. said a quote uh, after he got his hand broke that that makes you go like, what the fuck? You professional baseball players live in a different world. He's like me and me and Snell been playing against each other in AAU tournaments and tournaments since we were 10 years old. Snell's from Seattle. Harper's from Vegas. They've been playing against each other since they were 10. Like you elite baseball player fucks. That's I know that's how it goes because I've heard you talk <laughs> about it, too. It's just like, Jesus. So you guys were just the best in the world since you were 10 years old. And they were. God. First round picks. Magazines. It's like, damn. I was so good when I was young. Holy crap. Oh my it's God. it's like during the Little League World during the Little League World Series, they showed the 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 12 and under national team and it's like, "Oh my god, the guys we're watching on ESPN are dog shit." Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they showed highlights of the the US national 12-year-old team and I'm like, "What? That's a completely All different level than the Little League World Series." I'm getting That's exposed you- to this whole thing now with my son. It's it is a weird whole thing. James Loney's already trying to get me to play travel ball. I'm like, dude, I can't do that right now. Like, I I can't bring myself to do it. But I'm sure I will get there eventually, and I'm really gonna get to see it from the other side too. I would have driven you so deep to the right center gap, Trev. <laughs> you wouldn't even able to play in any of the tournaments I played, and you have to be good to play in those. Okay. I wouldn't do travel ball until you're in high school because we burnt my little brother out so bad, and he kind of lost the friendship of it. Is you just went from team to team instead of it's, playing it's, with like a core group of friends. That's my, I mean, we're getting off base yeah, here, yeah, but that's yeah, my yeah. argument against it right now is I'd rather like be in a league and like experience familiarity with that and, yeah, community yeah. and stuff. Yes. We lost complete. He, it became a drag. You didn't know anyone. You were on a new team every day. Your coaches didn't know your skill set or positions. My advice would be save it for high school, but that's not part of the recap. Snell, uh, my guy, 
Trev's Instagram live, God versus Nola. Uh, what'll feel like uh, a season on the line type game if you go back to Philly with they've got three chances, and if they win two games, they can go to the World Series. You can't really put yourself in that position. On the other side, I mean, Musgrove, who's been the bad man, he's waiting with Ranger Suarez uh, in Philadelphia. Snell versus Nola. I- I'm circling Manny Machado. Uh, like, like you guys are talking about, I-, I mean, Soto hasn't really fully been Soto in San Diego. Machado is going to be a top three, top five MVP guy this year. Uh, big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. Uh, give, me, give me all the Manny Machado stock. Um, give me a big game from him today, but man, I, I know I, I talked about in the preview how I liked how the Padres, I I think on each level, I liked everything they did a little bit more, but if Nola and Wheeler can be a little bit better than the Padres one and two, which we already saw last night with Darvish. And if they can do that again, I mean, they're, they're set up pretty between three home games and those two dudes having to pitch again. Baseball. Didn't tell if that was A Rod or you. It would have sounded like you pitching to me in Little League. Okay. Just stop. I think that's it. That's it. That was a. You want to fight in here? The timing timing of the baseball was confusing because I thought you were going to keep talking and then it sounded like it cut you off mid mid sentence. I was done. Then we had a staring contest at each other. I preed before baseball. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you. Jake and I will be streaming Hearts on the Line tonight. They've been fun. Big sucks. Trev will be on his Instagram live. What's up, my people? What's up, my peeps? I'm on the grill right now. Glass of wine. Yeah. How hot my wife is. that, dude? Not cooking for my family. I'm sorry. Really good. Good. Try tip.